What up, guys and girls? It's Bobby coming to you live from New Jersey. I am going to uh, bring to you this week's episode of Brain, Body, and Bobby by talking about intermittent fasting. Um, before I get started, this week's episode is brought to you by Paragon Recovery. Uh, you hear it hear it every time we talk about a podcast, but you know Paragon Recovery, their supplements are awesome. I have been using uh, their products now for. I guess like six months now since we started working with them, but love the products. Um, I use their Flame Off, their anti-inflammatory supplement, a good amount. Uh, it's probably it's probably one of my favorite supplement by them. Um, I take it um, because it helps uh, a lot with, with my recovery, and I generally feel better, uh, less sore, feel more rested after I take it, um, after especially when I'm training. Um, so. Uh, I'll get into this week's episode about intermittent fasting. So kind of the, the reason why I chose intermittent fasting for this week is because the uh, New England Journal of Medicine, uh, which is a very prestigious medical journal, just recently published, uh, the I believe it was December 26th, published a review article about intermittent fasting where they, the authors talked about um, or they wrote and discussed a lot of the benefits seen with intermittent fasting from not only from a obesity and weight control standpoint, but also from a health and longevity standpoint. And kind of like, it was a very interesting article to read and kind of go over because um, I have have a pretty long experience with intermittent fasting. I've done intermittent fasting for probably like four or five years now at this point. And uh, I don't do it as much now, but I still implement a little bit of fasting into my daily or weekly routines as a way of kind of harnessing the benefits of intermittent fasting. Um, so just to give you guys a quick little intro about my history with intermittent fasting. So the first time I tried intermittent fasting, I think, was my junior year of college at West Point. I'd heard about it from one of my buddies um, who said that it's a great way to get ripped fast. So, you know, 20-year-old me uh, obviously wanted to get ripped and get yoked as fast as possible. So I tried uh, intermittent fasting uh, where I did a, um, I believe it was an 18-6 protocol or 18 hours of fasting with six hours of feeding. And of course, uh, back then I didn't really understand nutrition like whatsoever. So when I was doing intermittent fasting, I was literally just stuffing my face when I was eating, when I was in my feeding phase or feeding window. I was literally just stuffing my face with literally anything I could find. So that was like... I was eating like bread, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and all sorts of bullshit, which now looking back on it, like no wonder I didn't lose weight while I was intermittent fasting because I was eating more calories than I was burning by a substantial margin. I ended up gaining gaining like probably five or 10 pounds where I said, you know, it isn't really working for me and just went back to like normal, kind of like normal dietary restriction in terms of watching what I ate and um, not eating a bunch of bullshit. So then... Uh, fast forward from 2010 to about 2014 or so when I was in battalion or back in regiment, I, uh, after, you know, like five years of growth and development, I kind of learned about nutrition and how to eat, uh, in ways that, you know, you can watch your nutrition and how to manage nutrition and calories. So then, uh, this was probably the longest period I went intermittent fasting, I fasted from about, or I did intermittent fasting from about 2014 through 2018, uh, which is what, like four years of intermittent fasting. I did like a, about a 20 hour fast with a four hour feed window, uh, which worked great for me. Like, honestly, uh, 
I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting once I figured out how to do it because um, I felt awesome when I was intermittent fasting. Uh, I would pretty much just, you know, wake up, go to work, do PT, shower, work throughout the day, work through lunch, and then get in a second workout in in the afternoon and then go home, eat everything, eat all my calories and then go to bed. So I was training twice a day while doing intermittent fasting with no, honestly, any performance or negative performance uh, or negative, any detriments to my physical performance. I was probably the biggest I've ever been was back then. I was fucking yoked. I was like 210, 215 at my heaviest. Um, so I was like jacked so much so that not to like kind of like to my own horn, but it was pretty funny. Like some of the NCOs would always ask me like what protocol I was on. And I was like, what are you talking about protocol? They're like, you know, like what's your, you know, your steroid protocol. I was like, <laughs> first of all, I appreciate the fact that you think I'm on steroids because I am most definitely not. And I'm also only eating once a day. So I really appreciate the fact that you think I'm on steroids because uh, I'm so big. <laughs> I'll do intermittent fasting. So that's kind of like my, my, my like a uh, little anecdote about intermittent fasting is that if you do it right, it's pretty fucking effective in that you can get pretty big and still get pretty good performance uh, while doing it. Like I was doing, you know, like an hour and a half in the morning, uh, in the mornings for PT. I was doing like an hour and a half in the gym, doing like three or four Metcons in that time. And then uh, in the afternoons, I would do like uh, an hour of like lifting of like compound supersets and like double and like lifts and then just getting, getting jacked. So I put like a lot of time uh, I was able to develop a lot of like develop my physical performance a great deal while doing intermittent fasting. And I literally wouldn't, you know, I didn't eat anything from, or I had zero calories from basically, you know, 10 o'clock at night through like six o'clock the next day. So like 20 hours, 20 hours of fasting. And like in between I would drink like a BCAA, like uh BCAAs after my first workout. And then we we'll just eat after my second workout. Worked out great for me. I thought my energy, my energy was very like stable throughout the day. Like you know, um, getting the itis like after meals. Like if you eat like a really heavy meal, you know that feeling that you get where you're like super tired and fatigued, and you just feel like you want to take a nap. Well, that's like usually associated with your like the the insulin spike that comes with eating like a shitty meal that's full of carbs and shit. So with intermittent fasting, I felt like my energy level was kind of stable throughout the day. Like I was able to maintain like a good mental clarity at great cognition i felt like i was able to perform at a very high level throughout the day when i was intermittent fasting and i'll kind of go over why that uh that kind of uh the effect that i had why that effect kind of occurs so that was kind of like my uh experience with intermittent fasting and kind of how i approached it and then kind of the benefits that i got from it so now i'm kind of going to shift gears and talk about the article that the new England journal published so before I get into the article, I just want to uh, mention that this is a review article. So basically, we talk about like scientific literature. There's different classes or different types of articles that people publish. So uh, reviews are basically like uh, the author um, quote unquote reviews the data or the studies out there related to a certain topic, and then they kind of report on you know, the trends in literature and kind of what's going on in terms of literature and like kind of draw some conclusions and kind of um, like 
content condenses all the material and all the information out there into one article so instead of reading like 20 or 30 studies you can just read a review article that kind of summarizes and presents all the conclusions from the other studies in the one paper instead of reading a ton so because of that there are some you know some some uh limitations to review articles because you aren't able to really uh, make like statistical analyses like you would with like meta-analysis or systematic review that you so you kind of aren't able to draw like distinct conclusions about the effectiveness of a certain intervention uh, but reviews are a good way to just get like the broad like uh, wave tops of a topic and to kind of see what the literature says about a certain topic and of course you have like some biases involved because the authors uh, authors the way the authors write it it's based on they present data or studies that they think is important and only highlight their um, the, the studies that they want to highlight. So you are at risk for like biases in review articles. But I mean, given all these shortcomings, I still think this is a pretty good article that kind of highlights like kind of the state of the research on intermittent fasting at this point. So with that in mind, let's dive into this uh, this article about uh, fasting. So the article is titled, The Effects of Intermittent Fasting on Health, Aging, and Disease, uh, published by Cabo and Matson. Um, well, we'll get into it. So basically, uh, kind of the uh, at the crux of the of intermittent fasting, kind of the um, the benefit of intermittent fasting is related to kind of the humans' evolutionary uh, processes. So if you think back to how humans kind of evolved over like the millennia, you know, like we were at the at the beginnings, we were pretty much hunter gatherers. So, you know, we would uh, hunt animals and wouldn't really we go periods of, of of not necessarily starvation, but periods of fasting until we found a source of food, e.g., hunting, and then would eat a lot of food in the after like killing our prey. So we have these evolutionarily um, conserved processes that are related to fasting and intermittent fasting in terms of uh, ways that it affects our health and, uh, and kind of the cellular mechanisms that our body has. So basically, when we fast, um, cells are activate these processes that have been, you know, passed down through millennia through our DNA. And pretty much these cellular processes, um, what they do when we're fasting is that they improve the glucose regulation, uh, they increase our ability uh, to uh, resist stress, so stress resistance, and they also suppress inflammation. So kind of the uh, theory of why intermittent fasting uh, or why fasting you know, prevents or improves our glucose regulation, improves stress regulation, and suppresses inflammation is because if you think about it, when we're fasting, we're not eating, you know, you know, we're not eating, so we're not getting any calories in. And because we're fasting, um, our body switches our um, our fuel sources. So normally, like after meals, the primary food source, our primary fuel source for our body is glucose, uh, which we use for energy. And the excess energy is then stored as fat, as, and stored as fat in our adipose tissue as triglycerides. However, when we're fasting, these triglycerides or fats are broken down into fatty acids and glycerol, which are then move to the liver the uh, fatty acids specifically and move to the liver um and then the liver metabolizes the fat, these fatty acids into ketones um and then if you want to reference what ketones do and kind of what keto uh, like the keto diet 
just referenced the keto podcast that I did uh, a couple of months ago uh, talking about ke- uh, the keto diet. Um, but basically, uh, ketones are you know pretty po- potent signaling molecules that have wide effects on your body that I talk about um, in that episode. But uh, ketones uh, have like positive benefits in terms of uh, like your brain. Ketones like increase uh, something called brain-derived neurotropic factor or BDNF, which helps to uh, prevent um, like psychiatric or neurodegenerative processes and helps promote brain health and regeneration. Also, ketones have effects in terms of like energy metabolism, um, shifting energy sources, and increasing the uh, mitochondrial density of our cells. Um, but also similar to uh, the keto diet. Uh, intermittent fasting also has some negative effects in terms of, well, not necessarily negative effects, but um, has a, uh, a side effect of suppressing the mTOR pathway, which is the mammalian something, something, something pathway. Basically, the mTOR pathway is the pathway that's responsible for muscle growth and hypertrophy. So when we're doing intermittent fasting, generally speaking, intermittent fasting suppresses uh, protein synthesis and increases kind of the uh, catabolic processes or breaking down processes. But in the, in the scope of intermittent fasting, this is actually the beneficial, this is why intermittent fasting is so potent and such a beneficial health intervention. Because uh, when you fast, you're minimizing anabol- uh, anabolic processes. So you're minimizing kind of the protein synthesis and muscle growth. Instead, you kind of shift into a uh, catabolic focus. So as a result, your body shifts into this maintenance and repair pathways um, in order to kind of recycle uh, damaged materials, damaged cell cells, uh, which is called autophagy. So recycle damaged cells, recycle damaged proteins, and kind of kind of gives your body a chance to kind of you know, clean house and to kind of clean up uh, anything that's not working efficiently inside your body. And with that, um, we increase our mitochondrial density, uh, so therefore increasing the ability to produce energy within our cells. And then also promotes cell survival by making cells, you know, kind of stre- live longer too over time, which uh, will be a, a huge health benefit. So then uh, moving on to intermittent fasting and the relation to stress. So um, based on kind of like I mentioned with the evolutionarily evolutionarily conserved cellular processes, you know, we didn't start eating three meals a day until like the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s. So uh, humans and their DNA were probably like, you know, designed to have positive benefits to fasting based on the millennia of evolution that we underwent talking about like hunter gathering and then eating large meals after, um, after killing like prey. So as a result, our body responds very well to, uh, in rent fasting and into fasting, uh, because of these, uh, evolutionarily conserved processes, uh, in our DNA. So as a result, like I mentioned already, um, this, Fasting helps promote autophagy, um, increases the recycling of damaged components, and kind of increases healing inside our bodies and, and reducing inflammation to help overall conserve energy uh, with our body. And that kind of makes sense from a you know like uh, evolutionary standpoint, or just from a like just logical standpoint that if you aren't you don't have as much energy as normal, so if you're at a low energy state, your body is going to 
increase processes to make itself more efficient so it doesn't waste as much energy. So that's why uh, you get a lot of these um, metabolic benefits to intermittent fasting because our body becomes more efficient at using energy instead of like, uh, you know, like eating big, like McDonald's three meals a day, like your body just doesn't need to be efficient because it has all this energy, all these calories pouring into it. And as a result, you know, these pathways are underutilized or not utilized at all when people are eating uh, too much or if they're sedentary. So that kind of goes into how intermittent fasting is related to physical fitness as well. And kind of more shifting uh, into health and aging, I think this is kind of the most interesting aspect of intermittent fasting. Uh, And I'll cite some data too, but it's really interesting. So scientists and studies have found that Intermittent fasting or reducing your food intake robustly increases lifespan. So in a meta-analysis that they talk about inside this article, um, intermittent fasting or reducing food intake increases the median lifespan in rats uh, 14 to 45% and 4 to 20%, 27% in mice. Um, so as a result, if you kind of think about that math, by reducing the amount of calories that uh, these mice or rats consume, these ma- these these animals were able to live, you know, about like twenty percent longer. So you think about it, like the human um, uh, life expectancy is probably like around eighty years old, right? It's about eighty years old, seventy to eighty years old. Increasing your lifespan by twenty percent—that is fifteen to sixteen, or like fourteen to sixteen extra years. So you could feasibly by intermittent fasting for your entire lifespan you could literally live to be you know to live 15 years longer because of your of just a dietary intervention and how you eat crazy right that's what kind of struck me as like a how you know beneficial intermittent fasting can be for for aging and and just overall health because just by eating less, you're actually increasing your health or increasing your longevity and your lifespan by a significant uh, margin. However, of course, there are no studies and humans done on this to really examine whether or not, you know, intermittent fasting or fasting has any benefits on human aging because, I mean, there have been no studies that, you know, have implemented or no, there's been no data or anything that, that no experiments done like implementing intermittent fasting and like a teenager and following them from teenage until death. That's probably like, you know, that's like an 80 year study. Like there's no data on there that really follows that, that intervention. So it's kind of interesting uh, that this effect is seen in mice and rats and we can kind of hypothesize, but we don't know for sure this, this effect is apparent in humans until we study it in humans. Um, this article also talked about, they studied this in monkeys and then there are two studies done in monkeys about fasting and diet and like caloric restriction. Uh, one of these studies showed a benefit on health and survival, but one, the other one did not show an effect on mortality or health and survival, but did it show an improvement in health overall? So I guess you can kind of make the inference that uh, intermittent fasting uh, has health benefits that you know may result in reducing mortality uh, or increasing your life expectancy. And kind of to, to, to as a as a sidebar, really fast, um, in terms of the blue zone. So, <clears throat> the medical literature and the kind of the studies on human aging, uh, there are certain zones that scientists have discovered that have a lot of really old people, 
and these are called blue zones. Commonly, um, these blue zones are are known um, uh, in Sardinia, in Okinawa, uh, Loma Loma Linda, California, and Icaria in Greece or Icaria in Greece. And these zones or blue zones are known because these places have uh, people that live to be, you know, really old and have a very high expected life expectancy uh, in these regions. And studies done in these blue zones um, kind of have realized that all these areas have very similar characteristics or these cultures have very similar characteristics. For example, in these uh, areas, um, they all have um, very close ties with families, so have good social support systems, low smoking rates. They have primarily plant-based diets where they uh, obtain the majority of their calories through plants. They have a constant low-grade physical activity, whether it's like walking or like having laborers or field work. And then kind of interesting, all these uh, communities also have a moderate calorie restriction. In other words, they eat at like a 10 to 20% uh below their uh like kind of maintenance calories so or kind of 10 10 to 20 percent below what their body actually needs so they're kind of at a um constant state of not you know overeating but kind of honestly kind of like under eating by like 100 200 calories a day which isn't really like a big difference if you're really thinking about it like 10 to 20 percent is only 10 100 to 200 calories if you're recommended daily caloric intake um so all these communities share the fact that they have, you know, a moderate calorie restriction. Um, so that can, I think, is good evidence that shows that if you can modify or gives evidence that shows that caloric restriction is a good intervention or is uh, or is uh, related to increasing life expectancy. So that's very interesting to me. And then... Um, Intermittent fasting also has physical and cognitive benefits. Uh, in mice that were doing uh, intermittent fasting, they actually had a better run endurance, and they also had improved balance and coordination. Um, animals with, Within animals, intermittent fasting increases cognition and the ability to um, do complex problems. And then even in humans, uh, they studied intermittent fasting with humans, with um, adult humans with mild cognitive impairment. And they found that intermittent fasting actually improves cognition and improves memory in these adults with uh, mental or cognitive issues already. Um, so it kind of gives rise to kind of the benefits of intermittent fasting, especially with, um, especially with when it comes to the brain and your cognitive function. Moving on uh, to some of the clinical applications. So those, the, what I just talked about were just kind of the, um, uh, the what we know about the the mechanisms of uh, intermittent fasting. So we know intermittent fasting promotes ketogenesis and promotes um, kind of the effects of ketogenesis and reducing um, uh, changing from catabolic pathways or changing from anabolic pathways to catabolic pathways and allowing our bodies to become more efficient with the energy that we have. Uh, we talk about like intermittent fasting being able to increase our ability to resist stress and preventing inflammation and free auto, uh, free radical oxidation and preventing uh, inflammation. And then specifically, we talked a lot about you know increasing uh, lifespan and health and aging, and then the health and physical and cognitive benefits. 
And then moving on, uh, the article then talks about some of the clinical applications with uh, intermittent fasting in terms of uh, ways that intermittent fasting can directly affect uh, disease processes. Uh, so the first one the article talks about is obesity and diabetes. Um, based on clinical data with humans, uh, intermittent fasting improves insulin sensitivity, insulin sensitivity even in non-obese humans, which kind of makes sense because we're not, um, if you're not eating, so you're not, so if you're fasting, you're not releasing insulin, so your body isn't resistant to insulin, and this is this effect also applies to non-obese humans as well. Um, and then intermittent fasting is also as uh, effective as a weight as uh, effective for weight loss as any standard diet. Um, so there's a pretty good positive, um, you know, benefits to intermittent fasting, especially with regards to obesity, and that uh, we humans lose weight just as much as if they were doing any other diet, uh, watching their calories. And I, I would argue that intermittent fasting is actually an easier diet to follow because you don't have to really, you know calculate like how much how many macros or calories you're eating per meal all you have to do is just don't eat for x amount of time throughout the day and then just eat in the, the rest of the time uh so i would say that you know as far as diets go intermittent fasting is probably one of the easiest diets that you can do um, as far as cardiovascular disease intermittent fasting is effective at reducing blood pressure your resting heart rate reduces your LDL or bad cholesterol, improves your HDL or good cholesterol, decreases triglycerides or fat in your blood, uh, decreases insulin and insulin resistance. Also reduces uh, markers of systemic inflammation and oxidative stress, which um, is are the kind of the common causes of atherosclerosis or you know coronary artery disease or building up plaques inside your vessels. So as far as cardiovascular benefits, you know, intermittent fasting seems to be a pretty good intervention at reducing like a lot of markers related to cardiovascular disease. And this is probably what contributes a lot to some of the um, the health and longevity benefits of intermittent fasting because uh, for those that don't know, cardiovascular disease is the number one killer in America. I think it encompasses like 99,000 deaths a year from heart disease or um, cardiovascular disease. So just by using this intervention, we could probably decrease a lot of cardiovascular disease and therefore increasing uh, longevity and health. Um, interesting, uh, moving on to cancer. So this is kind of very interesting. Um, in animals, intermittent fasting reduces the occurrence of tumors and rodents, not only reduces the, the occurrence of tumors, but also uh, with uh, animals that have induced tumors. So when they inject tumor cells into animals and put them on an intermittent fasting diet, the tumors grow slower and the tumors are also more sensitive to chemo and radiation. Uh, kind of the hypothesis there is that, um, you know, cancer in your body is essentially just an unchecked growth of cells that shouldn't be growing. So like, um, like with our normal cells, uh, if we aren't getting enough energy into our system, so if we're not intaking enough calories, it's not going to grow as fast. Whereas, you know, if you eat too much calories, you're actually giving, you know, you're adding fuel to the fire essentially by letting this cancer grow. So kind of very interestingly, so like in intermittent fasting, like it, how it benefits, uh, us normally and that it impairs our energy metabolism, and makes us become more efficient at metabolizing uh, energy. And cancer cells specifically, intermittent fasting uh, impairs their energy metabolism and therefore inhibiting their growth and making them more susceptible to chemo and radiation. 
there are actually like a ton of clinical trials going on right now um, with intermittent fasting and with cancers from prostate to breast to you know lung and uh, other cancers that, uh, that they're currently studying. So there's going to be a lot of good data coming out uh, in the next couple of years about intermittent fasting's effect in cancer. Um, and I think it's kind of, uh, as like a sidebar, I think it's like super interesting that, you know, that we can, um, that we are getting to the point where, you know, we're not looking at medicines to, to influence disease. We're actually looking at things like, you know, exercise, what we eat, nutrition as, uh, interventions for disease processes. So that's kind of like an interesting, uh, perspective for that. Uh, we talked a little bit about already about neurodegenerative diseases, um, and kind of interesting enough, based on, in this article, uh, the authors cite that there is like based on data, like epidemiological data, um, they have linked the science has linked that excessive energy intake, so overeating, is directly related to um, neurodegenerative and neurocognitive disease. So, pretty much people that eat more. Are, they have too many calories or are strongly linked with increasing risk of stroke, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's disease, just based on how much you eat. So, like, obviously, we know that overeating is probably not good for you. Like, being fat is not good for you, period. I don't know, like, you know, body positivity or whatever, but, you know, too much calories is not good for your, not good for your body and does not benefit you if you eat too much. And then in animals, uh, it's kind of interesting that they studied uh, intermittent fasting um, with uh, like with actual like disease processes, and they show that intermittent fasting actually delays the onset and progression of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's in um, in rats and mice. Uh, based uh, the mechanism for this is hypothesized to be based on. Um, Intermittent fasting increases your uh, neurons' stress resistance that we talked about before, and that it stimulates autophagy, increases brain-derived neurotropic factor, increases antioxidants, and improves DNA repair. So, like a lot of benefits come with uh, intermittent fasting, especially when it comes to neurons and kind of the brain health. And then, also interesting enough. a lot of preclinical work done in animals has also shown that intermittent fasting has benefits in traumatic brain injury and spinal cord injury. So this could have potential like really good benefits not only in athletes or but also in soldiers who are faced or who are you know at risk of sustaining TBIs. So that's very interesting work that I think could be um, kind of gives more evidence to why intermittent fasting is probably better for it's probably really good for us. So just to kind of conclu- kind of conclude, um, just to kind of give you, so basically we talked a lot about kind of the benefits of intermittent fasting. You know, it does a lot in terms of increasing our ability to, you know, f- uh, increase our life and longevity. Uh, it helps lose weight. Helps us to uh, recover faster. Helps us prevent inflammation in our bodies, and really kind of helping our brain. I think it's kind of the biggest factor is helping us with our brain, our cognitive function, increasing our uh, preventing you know alzheimer's dementia preventing strokes so all these like kind of common or rising uh disease processes like alzheimer's um by preventing this disease from even occurring by just not eating as much or by fasting um and then 
so I think intermittent fasting is honestly like probably one of the easiest interventions that you can do to that will positively benefit your health and longevity and not only with like um like like obesity and uh metabolic disorder disease but also with like cardiovascular disease you know like brain disease uh, and all these other disease processes even cancer too is possibly like protective for cancer um so even uh like i talked about so they haven't done a lot of studies in terms of like athletic performance uh from intermittent fasting but i think based on my anecdotal evidence there's i mean intermittent fasting probably isn't hurting my athletic performance and like um uh, rich froning even does uh intermittent fasting where he talks about that on his youtube channel of how he does like an 18 hour fast and six hour feed uh regimen for his um performance and clearly his performance is pretty good in terms of physical performance so um, I think there's good evidence that shows that intermittent fasting is even good um, or not harmful in athletic performance. And then as far as different regimens that you guys can do for intermittent fasting, there are a lot of different ways that you can do it. But the overall theme is that you're just not eating as much as uh, normal. So uh, you can do like a daily restricted feeding where you do like an 18-hour uh, fast with a 6-hour feed. You can do alternating day, alternating fast. So you eat one day and then fast the next day. You can do things like a five to two fast, so like five days of feeding per week, and then two hours or two days of uh, fasting per week. Um, so there's a lot of different regimens that are are out there for intermittent fasting, and there isn't data that shows one is superior to the other yet. Um, but I suspect that uh, over time as more research is done into intermittent fasting, we'll start to see some data and some conclusions about, uh, what is the most effective, a more, um, beneficial, uh, fasting regimen. Personally, I do, uh, like about an 18, six, uh, intermittent fasting schedule throughout the week. And then I try to do like a one day or 24 hour fast on weekends just to get like that full, like a 24 hour fast. So, I try to mix it up a little bit, but I'm definitely, uh, even though I'm not really doing intermittent fasting for like a physical or, you know, performance benefit, I'm doing it more so for health and longevity and kind of, um, as a biohacking way of increasing my like mental performance and overall just being better at, you know, not being hungry or not getting the itis throughout the day. So I think I'm gonna wrap up, uh, this podcast, I know I kind of talked a lot about like some sciencey shit and uh, I try, didn't want to go too deep into the weeds, but about pathways, but uh, the bottom line up front, intermittent fasting is a great uh, intervention that not only helps you lose weight and helps you look better, but also helps you um, in your health and longevity by decreasing cancers, decreasing like um, cognitive uh, disease processes, decreasing cardiovascular disease, and just being better and just making you a better, making your body more resilient and helping to reduce inflammation and stress inside your body, which, especially if you're training a lot, uh, like if you're listening to this, you're probably training a bunch, you know, intermittent fasting probably has a lot of good benefits in helping to increase your recovery and helping your body to kind of, uh, recycle itself and to, uh, into uh, becoming more efficient over time uh, so as always guys please let me know what you think about this week's episode uh, drop a review uh, shoot a dm if you have any other questions or uh, want more resources about intermittent fasting and ways to do intermittent fasting um, 
and we'll catch you guys later. Peace.